Welcome to The Book of Huey, featuring your host, Huey Booker, and the real star of the show, my girl, Trixie Summerborn. And within all the shenanigans and jokes, there are frequent profound moments and lots of quotable gems. And yet the idea that other folks could benefit from, or at the very least, be highly amused by listening in on these convos. He created a safe, judgment-free space to discuss love, sex, life, dating, relationships, fuckery, and advice with raw honesty and humor. This is your announcer, Rebecca Lee, and welcome to The Book of Huey. In addition to being close friends and business partners, Huey can now say that his life is even more intertwined with Trix's, as she's now making him the puppy daddy for cash money, the dog she's planning on adopting. After reminiscing on their first road trip together to Cleveland, our host bonded further over what they were looking forward to the most and least about spending their black-ass Thanksgiving with their families. Who are you dating? When are you going to have children? Can I hold five bucks big time? Or when is it appropriate to bring lovers home to meet the family? And do you leave the relationship if you don't get the family dinner invite after three years in a row? The Book of Huey, Chapter 1, Verse 3. If you don't get that invite to family Thanksgiving dinner after two years, sis, leave his black ass. Remember that you are more than enough. There is no loss, no insecurity, no failure, no sense of lack, loneliness, depression, shitty relationship, job, or circumstance that can hold you back. If no one else loves and believes in you, we here at the Book of Healing Podcast surely do. And now... On to Huey and our girl Trixie with today's episode, chapter 1, verse 4. What we not gonna do. downtown Baltimore. Okay. That sirens? The sirens, yay. Uh, what was I about to say? I, I barely heard it. It's cool. With the light, oh, still with the light of day. Okay, I'm ready. Oh my God. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? This is your boy, Huey. And I am Trixie Summerborn of the House Dorsey, flyest of her name, the unbothered, queen of the beat face, breaker of fuckboys, mother of great eyebrows, protector of all that is Fenty beauty, and welcome to the book of motherfucking Huey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, man, you going to do that long-ass intro every episode, but I kind of like it, though. Yes, I love it, too, right? You got to do that every week. Nah, I like that shit. Because, you know, I think yeah. I'm Daenerys now. 
well, you could be Daenerys. I'm not doing all that extra shit you just did. So I hope the listeners don't think Huey Booker's going to do all that. But you know what? Let me take that back. Let me take that back. I am Huey Booker, El Grande, Papi Chulito, Jefe, Little Big Daddy, Julito. That's my name. That's right. I just finished the Game of Thrones. How the fuck you just finished? I just started this summer. I did like a huge binge watch, and I ended up missing some key points. I had to watch a couple of episodes again, so I just finished it, and I'm just so Daenerys. The first time I've actually watched Game of Thrones was sometime this summer. I have never seen it prior. I don't know why it took you so long. I bleed Game of Thrones. It's in my DNA. And you know I understand that, and I know that, and I know you're very passionate about it, and just because you have asked me to watch it for the last few years that we've known each other, I didn't do it. Because you may be little big daddy, but you ain't my daddy. First of all, that's fine. That's cool. If you called me daddy, that would be, like, weird. I don't even want that. Don't even ever say that again. If you had to just listen to me the first goddamn time, your life would have been elevated, but it's cool. Okay, what time is it? What's today's date? Why does that even matter? Because I'm about to give you some. I'm about to give you a gift from on high. What? Give me some. Listen, you got to be careful what you say online, okay? No, uh, no, no, no. You know what? Fine. Whatever today is, mark your calendar and time. I'm about to say something you will never hear for the rest of your life. Huey, okay. you were right. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how many episodes did you get through? Because season one is tough. So I started in the summertime. And so I made it through season one. Season one was really, really tough on my heart and my spirit. The Red Wedding took me out. It took me out. I had dreams about it, going through spiritually and emotionally. You know, I was texting my sisters who have watched this for a very long time. So they're like, girl just finish, you know, watching the rest of the seasons is going to take you out as well. So it was a lot emotionally to handle, and I would have preferred to have watched season by season and kind of be on the edge of my seat because now I'm ready for the next season. I was told it's going to be the last season. Is that true? That's very fucking true. This is it. I think last season had eight episodes that were a little longer, and now mm-hmm. they're going to have just six. So I feel like the episode's going to be like an hour and ten, an hour and twenty minutes. Which I really fuck with a lot, because it's like every week going to be a new goddamn movie. Like, you can see the production style changing. I'm like a GOAT fan, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really mm-hmm. fuck with everything about this show. They need more black people that ain't slaves, but that's another story. Like, all the black people were slaves. I ain't really rock with that, but it's cool. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if we in a mystical, mystical land, dragons are flying around, people have special powers. Could we imagine a couple of black folks in there, too? Just curious, you know? Just, yeah. just a few. Just, just a couple. Just, Especially you know. if this is a made-up world, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, since this is made up, I mean, we can at least get a couple of black folks in there. But, you know, I digress. And so that's what I kind of did for uh, the weekend. I, I watched a lot of Game of Thrones. I went on another date. And, oh! Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, now you sound happy. This must have been a good-ass date. You know what, Huey, like you told me, if it's not an extraordinary day, don't go again. This is our third date. So. Oh, okay. I yeah. like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. What about you? How was your weekend? My weekend was chill. 
I um, worked a lot on the show. That's really like most of my life, planning things out. So yeah, like I said, I was working on the show, you know, having a lot of phone calls and meetings and um, just planning some stuff out for next year with, you know, different events that we want to have, some live recordings. Um, we had our first post by Janine Cruz, one of our staff writers for the com. She wrote a summary piece on um, last week's episode. Or actually, no, uh, last week's episode ain't the one before. So thank you to her. Talked all about the road to pre-bay and some of the tips. And also, she just dropped a piece about I'm Not Your Fetish Bitch and some of the things that we talked about there. So I'm very appreciative for her and all of her hard work. We also introduced Rebecca Lee, our voice announcer. I'm so thankful we got her on the team. And I'm just very happy with um just her voice and her contributions in that way. I feel like it really, like, made our shit sound, like, extra professional. You know what I'm saying? I do. She was like, this is Rebecca Lee. I'm like, yes, Rebecca. Be Rebecca Lee. <laughs> I loved her voice. Yeah. You know, I just have her talk to me all night long. Like, Rebecca, like, just, just say, like, um, you know, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Or, you know, like, you know what would be awesome? If she could just read... Like Cardi B's, like Bodak Yellow to me, or like Motorsport to me, and Cardi B's first, I would get my entire life. Thank you, Rebecca Lee. We appreciate you, sis. You know what's <laughs> funny is, so we know a lot of the same people. We started chit chatting, and I was like, yo, like your voice is super dope. Like, have you ever done like voice acting or anything? She's like, oddly enough, yes. So she has a career doing something different, but she has done some voiceover work and I was planning out the podcast, and I was like, yo, like, you got to be on the show. She was like, okay, cool, tell me about it. I told her the vision, what I wanted to do. She was definitely down, and I was just like, I mean, the best way I can describe it, it's like her voice is like an audible orgasm. It's like just sex in your ear. Okay, all right, well... How do you disagree? Because you just said you wanted her to serenade you all night to Cardi B. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. If I wanted to be serenaded, it's not going to be with, how do I sound? Somebody serenaded me to Cardi B, Bodak Yellow. Where do you think I'm from? 105? Okay. First of all, it's called 10 <laughs> or East 105th Street. You're not going to shit on my hood like that. Let me get pause right here. Why you got to pause? I was going to pause you, but I'm going to let it go because, you know, I'm trying this whole thing called maturity. First time in your life, huh? I'm just going to sit over here in my little corner and sing my Negro spirituals. You know, I'm trying to stay safe and not cuss you out of something new that I'm doing. I thought you always told me you was ratchet and safe. You know, that's a very good statement because I am actually a combination of both. It's like I'm ratchet and righteous. Holy ratchet and righteous. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. You know, I'm trying, you know, Jesus and I are, that's my boy, my homeboy. And we're just trying to work this thing on out. We're trying. I told you last week. Me and Black Jesus kick it tough. I'm holy and virginal. Okay, so what's so interesting is that Huey decided to make a post where he made a statement about him being a virgin. I just would like you to expand upon that topic. What does that mean? Because to me, Huey, I thought you haven't been a virgin since uh, Cisco released the phone song. You know, okay, since we're going to talk about this, I'm going to just lay it out there. I did lose my virginity at what I think was a young age. 
I'm not going to lie. I was 15. It was 2001, some shit like that. Um, so, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not a virgin. I'm not celibate or abstinent. But, you know, y'all be trying to play me out here like I just be slanging dick to everybody, you know? Like, I'm just this big-ass Huey the hoe, And it just makes me uncomfortable. Why do you think that you've gotten this reputation? People make jokes and stuff when I probe a little bit. Not that I'm defensive about it, but I've been told it's because I'm outgoing, I'm cute, I'm popular, whatever the fuck that means, that, like, people see me talking to women. I'm like, yo, like, who are you talking about? So they'll tell me, and I'm like, yo, you know that's like a sister to me, right? Like, that's incestuous. I don't have a problem dating women. I think that's, like, part of it. You know, some some brothers have, like, all these issues and faux pas. And like I told you last week, I don't have a sense of bashfulness about approaching women. I'm not shy. Niggas get curved every day, so that's cool with me. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be your cup of tea. But I feel like if I see somebody I want to chop it up with, I'm going to go chop it up with them. And that's just really it. So I've been told all these things, sometimes these horrible things that people think about me, just because I'm not shy. If I want to get somebody's number, I'm going to go ask for them. I want to take them on a date. I'm going to plan a date. And so I've been told, like, oh, you know, I think you just for everybody. I'm like, well, why? I'm like, have you seen me with everybody? Have you heard my name being dragged through the streets? Did you walk in on me fucking somebody? Well, no, I just assume, you know, everybody know your name. So you must be out here. That And I'm like, you know. Half the time, I'm like dead-ass single, like single-single, not dealing with nobody. That's not my story right now, but it's interesting. It's really interesting. I was just about to step in to correct you because you're not single-single. I'm not single-single. And to recap, single-single means I am not in a relationship, but I am intimately engaged in mature activities. Mm-hmm. What about you, Trix? You you out there popping a thought First of all, I don't cop or stop, okay? He just heard me just say that I'm trying to stay safe, and I am safe. Um, no, I went on another date. You know, it takes a while for me to want to be intimate with someone, to be, you know, very transparent. Like, it takes a while for me to even What's get What's a while? Like, two weeks? No. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, 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 no. Two weeks may be a while for someone, right? And that's not a bad thing, like, I'm a strong believer that people should do whatever they feel is best for them, right? To meet a really great person. And you guys to be intense for like a couple of days and that may spark a really an excellent energy and you guys are together and it means something. For me, you know, I'm a cancer. So I'm a crab. I got that hard shell. It takes a while for me to even want to be around you in a very intimate, private setting. Then for me to want to put my lips on your lips, you know what I mean? I have to date you a little bit. I got to make sure ain't no bump bump occur, you know what I'm saying, in the um, wintertime. So it's like so many different things. So I don't have a um, specific time limit on it. I would just say that I don't, I'm just not one of those people. Like I'm not interested in having sex with a lot of different people. I'm not interested in, you know, having sex with anyone. I'm, I'm dating now. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, more power to you, baby. I feel like, again, if that's the truth, I'll support the shit out of it. I mean, and then it could just be, too, like, you know, maybe I need to date some different type of men, right? Hey, you know what? 
Expand your horizons. I support that cause. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my mother said this, and it was something that always stuck with me. She said that it's easy to be abstinent or to be celibate when don't nobody want you. And you need to lose some weight. And you need to put some makeup on. You need to comb your hair. And what she was saying, she was basically taking a stab at the, um, you know, my mother's amazing, intelligent, amazing woman. She was taking a stab at the idea that celibacy and abstinence is easy. And sometimes, you know, having those conversations with young girls or even single women in church is really important to tell them to understand, like, it is a self-discipline thing. It's not easy. But a lot of times the reason why some women, older women or women that she was referring to find it so easy is because don't nobody want them. Right? And I'll say that for me. Sometimes I've dated men that I, I'm not super really attracted to, and it's actually super easy to be after this. <laughs> you know, dating because they're a good guy. So, yeah. You know, I support that because I've actually talked to some people before, you know, friends in conversation. Like, I dead ass just asked. Like, are you celibate by choice or by circumstance? And people always look at you sideways. And, I mean, I've been celibate by circumstance. Like you said, if, if ain't nobody checking for you, ain't shit you can do about it. So that's nothing to brag on. But if you got somebody that you, you want and they want you and they just dripping it on you heavy and, you know, as a dude, sometimes quite literally, in that moment, saying no, that's a hard thing to do sometimes. And I've been in moments where I've said no. You know what I mean? But with somebody that I actually truly wanted to be with. But I think that it's much, I think more men is their celibate by circumstance versus like a lot of women. Like I feel like we're abstinent because we really truly desire to be abstinent. That's just my personal opinion. That's just been my experience as a woman. I know that I've struggled with abstinence and I probably will continue to struggle with abstinence until I'm ready to be in a relationship that is real, that I really truly want to be in. And I feel that, you know, energy and stuff with. Otherwise, I'm not doing anything. So, I know that sounds really boring, but, you know. Listen, like we always tell people, if that's the truth that you have for yourself, and that's what you want for yourself, then own it. If that's your truth, I'm going to always support you. Now, if I see you out here fucking around, doing some shit, that's against what you just told me and everybody listening. You know, I'm going to say something like, hey, what the fuck is you doing? I mean, yeah, you grown and all, but, you know, as your boy, somebody who loves you and cares about you, that's your truth. It don't got to be mine. But if it's yours, I'm going to hold you accountable to it. So if I was out there, you know, laying it low, busting it wide, and some chicken wings and a glass of wine, you would tell me about myself? I would talk to you like, hey, you good? You know, I wouldn't make sure anybody stood none of your drinks, you know, that you ain't drink too much and you about to get sick and you wild it out. But we would definitely talk and I'd be like, Hey, did some shit change? Like, what's the move, you know? And if if you say, Oh no, I'm still out here, you know, that was just that was just for the weekend or whatever, I'm gonna be like, My nigga, don't ever tell me you trying to uh be out here holy again. If you're not, like, either you is or you ain't, you know what I'm saying? You grown regardless. But like the next time you wanna be in my ear talking about old QE I'm out here trying to be super safe for black Jesus. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm not going to pay you no mind. You Let just me just say this, too. My desire to live, live an abstinent life has less to do with my spiritual conviction. It has more to do with what I believe I can handle. And and that sounds crazy, right? And it can be a little bit of both. But for it me, It don't sound crazy. Why are you judging yourself? No, I'm not saying that. As I was saying out of my mouth, I was like, that sounds kind of crazy, right? But that's how I feel. So you said you've been mm-hmm. situationally celibate. 
Did you feel like there was a time in your life where you were, like, getting curved? And so you were celibate? Like, was you, like, shooting your shot? Because now, guys, Huey is, like, really popular, right? Like, God, um, stop that, dude. He's, like, really popular. So the amount of attention, women, you know, I'm just waiting for the money to come in, and I'm going to try to get a cut. Do you think that before, like, a lot of girls are, like, curving you? Like, what were you feeling? Um... So like I said, I spent my twenties in like pretty much back to back long term relationships. And then the, the last one, we were engaged and we broke up and I intentionally did not want to date. I mean I did, but I knew that I shouldn't have, so I really didn't. I think the only time that I ever ever really had issues with with like online dating for whatever reason. But even that's not even really true. So I've had situations where people are like, oh, you're too short, or, you know, shit like that, or, oh, you're so cool, let's just be good friends, which is also their prerogatives. So I feel like I I haven't really had those issues, per se. If anything, I kind of get the other problem where, which you keep reinforcing week to week, which is that I'm like this big hoe, that I don't want nothing serious, that because I'm, that some people know my name, and I'm a funny guy, and I'm fun, and whatever, that a lot of women think the other shoe is going to drop. That's the phrase that best comes to mind. Like, oh, you cool for now, but I know you're going to try me on some fuck shit because that's what men do. And I'm not saying I haven't made mistakes, but I really don't like that. Like, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to date. I'm going to have fun. But I let the women that I'm dating know that, okay, well, if we and I have not talked about being serious yet, then we are not exclusive. You can do the fuck you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to be as transparent as makes you comfortable. I've had some lovers who don't care. They want graphic details about whatever. I know other women who say, hey, bro, I know you're doing it. Just don't let me see it. I don't want to hear about it. Cool. So I have the, the issue of some women just assuming like I'm this savage, you know, whatever person because I'm comfortable talking about sex and sexuality and relationships and I'm a smart guy and I'm charismatic or whatever you want to call it. So I kind of got the, the, the reverse problem. I, people think that I have all these women and all this sex and I'm just this big hoe. And that's not really it at all. You know, I just, you know, really, I know this is supposed to be reserved for later on in our podcast. But can I go off real quick? You need to reclaim some time. I've been, I've been being a savage and, you know, all today. All today, Huey. Let me tell you why. Okay, first of all, let me start here. I feel like, you know what I mean, people have been trying me consistently. And so, I've just been, now that I have been so kind and so nice, I've just gone off being a savage and just being mean and nasty. Like, this man from high school, I sent you the screenshot, DM me, like, he didn't know me, talking about some, oh, uh, I, I was trying to figure out where I know you from, but then I realized I went to high school with your sister. All my sisters and I, we all a year apart. We all went to high school together, okay? So if you went to high school with her, you went to high school with me. Bye, wig. Don't DM me with that nonsense. You didn't think I was cute in high school. You thought I was ugly and fat. That's fine. Everybody got their preferences, but don't send me no DMs. Act like we didn't go to high school together because I don't play them type of games. So I've just been really mean and nasty, and it's been feeling really excellent. 
It feels really good. The curse words have been rolling off my tongue, and they taste so good, okay? And that's just how I feel. Like, And so I've just been giving it to everybody every day, all day, in the parking lot, at the grocery store, at the gas station. You know, I've been reading everybody for filth because I've been so nice so long, and I have been suppressing, you know, my anger because you know, I'm a child of God, and I have given him my heart. And I'm trying to become a better person. People don't appreciate that they walk all over you. So, moving forward, I decided I'm just going to say how I feel when I feel it. So, if you get read in the process, you get read in the process. I support open, transparent, direct communication. So, I feel like a lot more people probably need to get read. So, I support it. Don't you feel like we're not reading people enough? I feel like, me personally, I try to be a very kind person and treat people, you know, with the best way possible. But I honestly do believe there are certain times or certain instances where people you need to go off and you need to sound off on people and they need to understand that you're not the one to play with you can do it by your actions but sometimes people need to hear it from your mouth because what i i'm a, I'm, I'm famous for just ignoring you and just not telling you why you why you hurt me not saying you know um these things affecting me in this manner i just cut you off and you never hear from me again block you from social media block you from my phone you won't know where i live nothing like that's how I usually communicate that I'm upset with someone but now I have to communicate that I'm upset with you you disrespected me and guess what it's not happening again like I agree I used to ghost the shit out of people before it was called ghosting I think a part of caring for someone is like you know you can love for somebody you can care for them from a distance right and I think even when I create my distance from people now I don't, I don't necessarily have to read people. I mean, I'm not even going to say I read people, but I don't have to tell people about themselves in a way that's going to be like crass or rude or whatever for me personally. But I still think that, you know, tell somebody like, uh, I allude to this quite a bit, but the relationship I had earlier this year, shit happened. I wasn't really fucking with it, but I let her know, like, listen, I didn't appreciate X, Y, and Z, especially because it didn't even have to go down like that. Had you just been honest, things would have been cool. So I think sometimes people, like the benefit of telling somebody the truth about what you're dealing with is that whether they reject it or not, they heard it. And they can act on it maybe with the next person to do better. So I, I agree. Um, as somebody who has struggled with like anxiety and, um, you know, yeah, anxiety for real. And just thinking about the shit that I didn't say, things that I didn't do, that shit like plays in my head over and over and over. Whereas once I live my truth and speak it, it that it's just done. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's one of the better, more healthy ways to, to go. And and I think that that's most important, you know, and I agree with you, Huey. I think it's really good not to be crass and rude and, you know, to leave, you know, and say words that sting. But at this moment in my life, you know, it feels good for me to just say exactly how I feel. And, you know, and it comes off how it comes off. And I don't really care at this moment. And next week, you know, I may tell you, like, you know what, Huey? I've just decided to be loving light. And you'll text me and you'll, you'll probably, like, roll your eyes in your head and say, oh, God, tricks is crazy. Because just in this moment right now in this space in my life, I just feel like I just say whatever the hell I want to say. And it's not always good. And I recognize that. And I'm, I'm aware of that. It's just something that I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm working on and I'm, and I'm dealing with. And 
that's just how I felt. Like, I just have to, you know, sometimes you just got to go off. You got to sound off and you got to say how you feel, you know, and that's just what it is. You're going to always get support out of me to go and live and speak your truth. You know, like I said in the first episode, nobody's going to love you like you. Well, I think I said that shit. But the other thing about it is, like, people are going to only treat you the way you let them. And, you know, setting boundaries, and I think you even said it, like, you know, setting expectations for what you want and how you want people to be and how people are going to deal with you. Like, I'm quick to tell people, like, hey, man, this is what we're not going to do. I've told managers that. I've told my parents that. Lovers, friends. You know, I'm a forgiving dude or whatever, but I'm, I'm never going to be taken for granted. I mean, you might get over on me once, maybe twice, but never thrice. So sometimes people need to hear that shit. Just let them know, like, look, I know you're trying me. You need to get your shit together because it's not going to happen. But sometimes, you know, I've been there. People just feel like, oh, I don't want to be mean or I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings by, you know, addressing the issue. And There's always a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? There's always, of course, a better, more healthy, more productive way. Sometimes people need to hear that shit the way it is, cold, raw, and dirty. And you can apologize and pick up the pieces after. And I think that that's what it is. I think for me, one of the opportunities that I have for my life is just to express my feelings in the moment. But a lot of reasons why I did not do that is because I know how, um, you know, uh, I'm very quick on my feet, right? And I just say, I'll just spill out exactly how I feel. So what I felt was like, okay, be quiet, don't say anything, let it go, and then allow, then think about it, you know, then say how you feel. Because that way you're able to spare people's feelings and you're also not speaking out of anger, anger and pain and you're able to have a conversation that even though you are in pain, that you are angry, you don't say anything that could damage the person or damage your relationship or even damage your own character. But right now, I don't feel that anymore. I feel like I'm saying whatever the hell I want to say. Well, you've been my friend for years now. You should have been fucking feeling that way. But, you know, baby steps. We're going we gonna to break you in gradually. It's all good. See, he, I'm going to my boss. That's the problem. I'm going to be my daddy, too. Okay. It ain't that I'm trying to be your daddy. I mean, I am a little big daddy. That's my name. Don't forget the hashtag. But, um, no, it's just like I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had the anxiety panic attacks. I've had the debilitating, like, crippling, can't move because you don't want to make a mistake. Anxiety, that shit is for the birds, man. Like, the depression of just feeling like you're not living life the way you could, the way you want to, and, um, you know, the sense of powerlessness with it. And, I mean, at least that's what it, that's what it um, turns into for me. And I just don't want that for people. Like, I wouldn't wish an anxious mind on mine. I just wouldn't. So I feel like when people come to a point where they're able to, like, face their demons, they're able to have conversations that are really fucking hard to have, but they find that courage to do it. And not even just that, right? Because there are people who do a lot of fucking talking, but they, they stand by their decisions. Like, you know, the person that I was dating earlier this year was somebody I was with before. I love the girl to tears. I just do. But like, hey, I, I can't, I don't ever want to see her talk to you again. Of course, that wasn't an easy fucking thing to do, but it was, I mean, you know my story, and maybe as more episodes come out, I'll reveal a little bit here and there, but 
that was very fucking hard to do for the second time. But it just needed to get done, you know what I mean? And and dicking by that is a hard thing to do. So I feel like you get to a point where you're able to tell people what they're not finna do and sticking by it, that's a beautiful thing to, to witness. So we actually have a trick with the fix question. Hey. Last week was awesome. Where do you draw the line between thirst and persistence? Huh. Ooh. That's a good question. That is a good um, question. I feel like this is a very interesting question because I guess it depends on what you consider to be thirsty. I know now it's just common for women to say, oh, this man is thirsty because he's texting and calling me. And then we still want a man to pursue us. So it's so interesting because when you say someone is thirsty, I feel like thirsty has a lot of different, so many different elements for someone to be thirsty. So I feel like it depends on how they think, how they know you. I think it depends on your relationship prior. So if you're in a relationship with a man and you guys are broken up, I'm not sure if I would consider it to be thirsty for him to continuously call you and call you and call you because if you guys have had an argument or broken up because it's you know important for him to try to communicate back with you and try to get back in good if that's what he's trying to do. It also depends on what type of woman you are, right? Like, I enjoy being pursued. I enjoy being up under my man. Like, I enjoy that. So, but a lot of women are not like that, and that's okay. So, I guess it would depend on that. But persistence and consistency are super important when you're trying to pursue each other. So, I don't know. Like, it is a very thin line. So what do you think, Huey? I think this is a very good question, a very timely question. I think thirst is something that is, like you said, definitely overused. It's like anybody who basically pursues somebody or lets their interest known and the person don't want them all, they're thirsty. Nah, like when I think really you have some, some people, I think, who just get a little overexcited. And that's like on a case-by-case basis. In my opinion, somebody's just interested. It's about like personal boundaries. Let's say I shoot at you and you're like, you know, Huey, nah, we just going to be cool. And I agree like, all right, cool. We just going to be friends. But I'm steady trying to like push the envelope a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm disregarding your wishes, your level of comfort. That's when I think it's kind of appropriate to be like, you know, I Dude's doing too much, or even um, even without the curve, even without the rejection, you know. Like sometimes I think some people, you know, they yeah, it's okay to talk every day, but maybe they want to like talk to you all the damn day long, you know, constant texts and calls and video chats. Like for me personally, I don't have time for all that shit. I don't have the energy for that. I don't have the interest, but I will like check in, you know, hey, how you doing? Morning, you know, afternoon, maybe at night. But I don't have all that to give. That's just that's too much for me. So I have had people who every hour they're hitting me up. That's too much. But I'll have a conversation, you know, like, hey, like, we need to establish our cadence. And I think once we kind of agree to what, what works for the both of us, you try to, like, you know, maybe meet in the middle. But I think to answer the original question, that fine line, it just has to be on a case-by-case basis, right? Like, I don't think anything else makes sense. I don't know if there's like a one size fit all answer to that. 
Well, Trix, I, as always, appreciate you for your honesty and your dope points. This has been a really dope conversation. I think we should probably end it right here. For everybody listening, I just want to say that for Book of Huey episode or chapter one, verse three, my concluding thoughts are really to echo what Trick says. Stand your ground. Be true to yourself and know where your boundary lines are. Stick to them, reinforce them, and just remember that, you know, you control your experience. You control your feelings. You control your responses to those feelings. You control who you want in your life and what you don't. You know, you're your own gatekeeper. And if you feel like you don't have a sense of control, we have resources out there for you. You're not alone. I mean, I can tell you right now, nobody's told you today that they love you. I love you. I care about you. I want the best for you. And if you're feeling lost, you know, just know that you're not alone, that we can get you found, that we can get you feeling safe and secure so that you can continue to make the decisions for yourself and for the people that you love and that love you. All hope isn't lost. And, you know, the biggest thing about these type of conversations is, again, remember, courage is not the absence of fear. It's action through fear. So stick to your guns. Know what you want. Know what you don't want. And always hold on to that vision of what you want for yourself. As long as you do that and you keep working towards it a little bit every day, you'll get closer and closer to it. Beyond all that, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. SoundCloud, Snapchat, Ask FM, all at the Book of Huey. Again, please check out our website, thebookofhuey.com. Like I said, we will continue these conversations on a daily basis. If you have any sort of submissions for Tricks with the Fix, definitely let us know. We want to hear from you. We want to know how you're doing. Drop us a review. And as always, have a great week. Bye. Peace. On behalf of the Book of Huey podcast, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week. This is your announcer, Rebecca Lee, signing off. And for my girl, Trixie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rebecca Lee and I'm back, bitches. I don't want to hear I'm acting different. Same lips to be talking about me is the same lips to be ass kissing. <laughs> I heard you, boo. Chris Creed. Thank you.